Nerd or not, you might be unsatisfied, but your mom wasn't. Oh! Fuck it down! <laughs> <laughs> What is up, Cretans? Welcome back to episode 26 of the Nerd or Not podcast, where uh, Bob and I, because Corey has been banished to a faraway land, give our opinions on a range of topics, uh, everything and every everything and anything under the sun. Uh, you know, we're talking about nerd stuff, we're talking about geek stuff, we're talking about sports, we're talking about whatever the hell really catches our attention. We're kind of a potpourri. We really are. We are. We are a poopery. Poopery. Ooh, a nice. poopery. Because let's face it, we're bigger dudes. We're gassy. Uh, all the while, we're going to promote fellowship, conversation, and humor every chance we can because that's who we are. You guys know us. You guys. I'm not going to say you love us. You tolerate us. You you understand our existence and appreciate that we are here to attempt to entertain you. Uh, and you know it doesn't just start at the pot or stop at the podcast. We are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just find us with Cretans Guild. It's one word. And you can also find all of our podcasts anywhere on on uh, Podbean, iTunes, or Google Play. And of course, the video version, our home base, is on YouTube, along with the other videos that we make. We're currently on a mission to reach ten thousand views on the channel. Uh, Bob, where are we at on that right now? Uh, we're not at ten thousand. Can I just Fair say enough. that? <laughs> that that were. Thumbs up, soldier. Uh, with your help, guys, uh, sharing the podcast and, and you know, if you guys want to share it with other people and pass it along to your friends uh, or imaginary friends, that works, too. Uh, you know, with your help, we're going to hit that goal of 10,000 views. We are the Cretans Guild. I, of course, am Jay. Uh, with me is Bob. Bob, the, the lovely Kevin Owens show and Aloha shirt. And I believe that is a skull and crossbones or crossed uh, sabers hat. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot yeah, I was wearing a... the pirate hat I've had for the last 15 years. I wore this that's... at the first uh, pirate movie I went to. <laughs> I, You know what? Yes, you did, because I think I was with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Corey, of course, is still missing. Uh, the last check I heard from Corey, because I did talk to him earlier this week, uh, was that things are moving along well for him. Uh, he is actually in the process of being able to, I believe, get back down to Florida and get all of his belongings out of storage. Ah. Um, but he is currently awash in a sea of, uh, you know, uh, lovely Midwestern women and fantastic pinball machines uh, near the Chicago River. Because let's face it, that's what's up. <laughs> Can't argue with that. That sounds like good time to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> So normally in this spot, we're going to be doing a game spotlight once uh, things get moving a little bit more with D12. Nothing really happening right now. I haven't had time to play anything. I've been working a shit ton, uh, which, Bob, you know a little bit about. Yeah, you've been um, so busy. I can see you, you literally said, just I'm just going to put a chair against the games. I'm not going to play at all. You got it behind you. Yeah, I do. It's right back there. That's that's pretty much what's happening. Because You're saving a seat for Corey. If I, if I don't see him, I don't feel as bad. You know, like I've, <laughs> I've had time to watch the Orville, and I haven't watched this week's episode still. But I've had time to watch the first two episodes of Discovery and the first two episodes of The Orville, and that's about all I've had going on. Like oh, I, we got some video- stuff to say about that. <laughs> oh, we, and you know what? I think uh, later on we're going to get there, if I remember correctly. Um, other than that, like all of my free time has been spent uh, playing MLB The Show 17, uh, and like you know, rattling off a game here and there on my season as I'm a right fielder for the Red Sox now. But that's about it. So your family um, doesn't even know who you are right now. No, they're aware of who I am. They, you know, they tolerate my existence. It's, it's, it's how it works. So, Bob, you, you, you clearly you made it through Irma, okay? Um, well, still here by the skin yep. of my teeth. Not, some of my neighbors not so lucky, but I thank goodness I am. Yeah. How'd mom do? Mom, uh, my mom is was in a fortress. She's got a cinder block house and hurricane shutters and a hurricane roof. The only thing she didn't have was a generator. We were both without power for about eight days. Uh, in Florida without air conditioning, how the hell did you people do that before air conditioning? No, that's, that's, that's a terrible idea. Um, it's, it's just, oh God, I can't even imagine that. Like we just had our like two hottest days of the year, these last, uh, the two days before today. Um, we had a uh, heat of 94 and 92 and I was like, man, I can't, ugh. I'm, I'm so untrained for this now. I'm so ill prepared for anything that happens when the, when the heat gets over 85, it was just miserable, and I can't imagine what you guys are going through. Yeah, it was, it was 92 at night, and I was actually getting concerned for my dog, who does not handle heat very well. I put him in the bathtub, turned on some cold water, and he just sat there for an hour and just looked at me with a thank you. Thank you so much. 
Um, but so since it has been a little while since we've done a podcast, I know last, I don't think we did one last week. I don't remember. My weeks have been It's a been blur. about four weeks, I want to say, because the hurricane kind of put a delay in that. Yeah, it kind of threw everything off. Um, but we did want to talk about some of the, the, the nerd stuff that's come out since uh, since our last episode. Uh, first one up, we're going to talk about the, the new uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider film. Uh, starring Alicia Vikander, who, uh, if you don't know who that is, she was the female lead in The Man from Uncle and was marvelous. Oh. She, was, she was wonderfully charming. Uh, she's she's a badass. She's adorable, and she's going to be great as Lara Croft. Um, I don't like the poster. Which, <laughs> I never which noticed what you're about I, to Bob, talk about. Bob didn't notice until, until I mentioned it. Um, the human neck is not meant to bend that way. And how did you describe it, Bob? Like she was missing some uh, upper vertebra. Yeah, she was missing some upper vertebra, and she was a a a strange human hybrid of both owl and giraffe. Yeah, the chiropractors probably looked at that poster and they just cringed. Yeah, the, the the Photoshop job on the poster somehow her neck, if you haven't seen it, turns both right and left. So so picture, if you will, it's it's well, those of you listening to the audio, you can't see what I'm doing, but like this is a perfect opportunity way. to go to our YouTube channel and watch the video. Yes, exactly. So it twists like this, and she's somehow looking over her right shoulder while her neck is turning to the left and right at the side. It's really, it's the weirdest double-jointedness I've ever seen. Yeah, it's that traditional weird comic book uh, rear-facing female angle that they're they're going with now. It's, it's, it doesn't look right. It's the, it's the comic book girl look at my ass pose, and that's, and it's, it's, it's exploitative and shitty, especially in a movie that's going to be about female empowerment, because this this is not the TNA Lara that we had from the old games and from the Angelina Jolie films. This is actually, you know, survival, badass, going to fight my way through everything, Lara. Um, and that's kind of a shame that they went that direction, because the, the game covers aren't that at all. Um, and holy fuckballs, that is a gigantic spider. Oh wow. my god, two podcasts in a row with an attack spider. <laughs> Uh, hold on. Let me kill him. Get him good. Get him good. Yep, he's dead. Okay. Yes! Wow. J2, spider, nothing. <laughs> that one was, uh, like, terrifyingly large. Like, what? I, I'm, I'm... What is up with your area? What is all the spiders in your, your little uh, It's getting cold. It's, oh, they come it's... out in the cold? Well, when it gets cold, they come inside. Because it's warmer in here. Uh, last mm. year I was kind of desensitized to it because I, or year before last, I was working in our, in, in the, when we lived next door, uh, I worked in that basement all the time. That's where my office was. And, uh, you know, it's an unfinished basement and there's spiders everywhere in unfinished basements. And I kind of just, you know, get desensitized to it. But now, now I'm not as desensitized to it. I have found out over these last two podcasts, really? <laughs> um, Proud of not near, not nearly as afraid of them as I used to be. Uh, I, I, I would have been completely paralyzed and in terror uh five years ago but oh oh yep all right he's very dead and just fell off the wall where i squished him okay so (laughs) um anyway back to tomb raider oh yeah Um, (laughs) fighting your own monsters yeah so we uh they they did also debut a trailer uh it's it's a full trailer but did they call it a teaser or did they call it a trailer i think it was a trailer Trailer. Okay, yeah, because yeah. there, there wasn't really any dialogue in it. You just kind of got some action sequences, which is fine, which makes me think that the audio mixing isn't done yet, so that's why we haven't gotten a full trailer. There's probably a bunch of ADR still to do. But the action looks great. Um, I think she's going to be wonderful. It, it, it feels like the new games. Um, like, it's it's intense, and there, there's definitely some uh, some some moments where you're, you're kind of on the edge of your seat and gripping, gripping the handles on the, uh, the theater chair a little bit to make sure she's going to be okay. Um, but I'm interested in it. You know, the say what you will about the Jolie films. They were not great, but they weren't terrible. They were fun. Um, I have a feeling this one could actually out at the time. Yeah. I have a feeling this one could actually be a good fun film. You know, like it it could, could actually do something right. Uh, if it follows the same format as the, uh, the games did, because the games were remarkable. Um, one of our favorite Jedi, Mark Hamill, uh, has you know been pretty active on Twitter. Um, it was his birthday recently, so happy birthday, Mark! Uh, even though you don't listen to the show, but you should, you should, Mark you, Hamill, yes, you should. You should. Um, and uh, Mark mentioned to a fan on Twitter uh, when someone was asking about when uh, when we're going to see the next uh, Last Jedi trailer or the real full Last Jedi trailer, 
And uh, Mark mentioned that for no reason whatsoever, uh, someone should see uh, or should watch Monday Night Football on October 9th. Now, I think that's funny because there's probably a good <laughs> a good section of the population now that won't for, for various reasons, just because either <laughs> they don't want to see the trailer or they don't like the NFL players anymore for having a conscience. They'll still um, watch. They'll still watch. Yeah, it's it's. I love that. I'm never watching again. Go Cowboys! Like it's. <laughs> I hate Roman Reigns. I'm never watching WWE again. Fuck you. Yes, you are. You're watching <laughs> Mara the next night. Yeah, Mara, we we, Mara, we say Mara. the same thing, and we watch. Yeah. We watch every week. We're addicts. Tap me in. Um, but anyway, so apparently we should watch Monday Night Football October 9th. I don't know who's playing. Um, no clue. No idea. And it's. <laughs> That, that might temper me a little bit as to whether or not I'm going to watch it, because I'll probably just wait till the next day when it's online and I can actually see it on, you know. Oh, it'll be online an hour later. Yeah, but I'll, I won't stay up late to watch it. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting too old. It's a school night. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, you posed a question, am I getting excited for Last Jedi? Yes, I'm getting excited for Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, loved, uh, I loved The Force Awakens. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, I'm really excited about the news that J.J. Abrams is directing episode nine. I think that's good. Oh, I haven't um, heard that. Yeah, yeah. He he officially got announced. Directors director are dropping left nine. and right on that series. Yeah, it's it's kind of messy. Um, but you know, the people we got replaced with are Ron Howard and J.J. Abrams, so hey. That works. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I I think uh, you know, JJ's take on the Star Wars universe has been exciting and has breathed new life into the franchise after George kinda uh, you know, hit it with a Horcrux from the prequels. Um, now, I, I do, you know, I, I say that as a fan of the prequels, I enjoy the prequels, and I loved the Clone Wars, and I loved Rebels. Um, but I mean, come on, there's there's a distinct quality difference between oh, yeah. the originals and the and the and the prequels, and from what I can see from this new trilogy and the prequels as well. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for Last Jedi. I'm very excited for Han Solo, although I think that's going to be a train wreck. Um, just because of everything that's happened with it. Um, I, that's going more to just see what happens than hoping for a good story at this point. Uh, I, I'm holding out the best of hope because remember how much of, uh, uh, Rogue One, they had to reshoot and it turned out to be an awesome movie. Rogue One is wonderful. Yeah. I actually enjoyed Rogue One more than I enjoyed Force Awakens. Uh, I was, I was, I'm right on the fence. I don't know which way I sway. I got significantly more invested in the characters in Rogue One than I did in Force Awakens because I think they had to, they had to get you emotionally invested because this is their, this is your one shot with those characters. You're not getting them again. You know, yeah. no one is um, spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, although it's, been, if you it's been a year. I think the the statute limitations is out. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, your your card is revoked. Whatever card that is, you can choose. But it's it's been pulled. You've been disqualified. Good day, sir and madam. Um, if you haven't seen it at this point, no one makes it out alive. No one, like not even the fucking bad guy. Vader makes it out alive. That's it. Even putting like, your cushioning didn't make it out alive. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> or Carrie Fisher, sadly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why uh, is that an awe? We're because she really died. <laughs> it's um, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I got to give you the points for that one. But, you know, it's it's like the only character really that gets out of that with, with a smile on uh, getting a smile on his face because <laughs> he, he ain't happy throughout it is Vader. Like he's the only one him and him and Leia and, and and Tarkin. I mean, Tarkin gets out, too. But I mean, he gets his comeuppance in the next film. Um, but, yeah, it's it is not a happy movie. And you have two and a half hours to, to get invested in these characters and they pull it off, which I was sh- surprised by. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't get that yet with Force Awakens. I'm sure I'm going to get there over the, the course of the trilogy and it'll it'll elevate. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, Last Jedi. And like you said, with, with Han Solo, you know, they had a ton of reshoots with with Force with uh, Rogue One. So hopefully they know. I think they know what they're doing. I like to think yeah. they know what they're doing. I, I do, too. I do too, especially when you have someone like Ron Howard directing. Like it isn't, it isn't like they called me up and said, "Hey Jay, you want to handle reshoots on Han Solo?" And I, you know, <laughs> three hours later, I wake up from pa- from passing out. Um, it's yeah, no, I uh, it's he's got a bit of a track record now. Um, so up next, uh, we've got a game that uh, Bob, I know you're excited about because you've got a console that's going to be able to play it now. I know. 
and uh, I'm excited about as well because I've been uh, a long been a fan of of the uh, WWE video games, uh, even through the, uh, the 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 not so wonderful era of SmackDown versus Raw and everything like that. Uh, WWE 2K18 uh, first gameplay trailer has been released, and it looks fantastic. Um, they have made a lot of significant improvements in the gameplay from last year, from what it looks like. Uh, at least they're saying the right thing. You know, it could be complete and utter bullshit, but they're, you know, but their bullshit is on point. You know, it's on message with what folks want. Um, they've added a lot of match types. They have added a ton of superstars. Um, they released uh, the trailer shows. It's about what? About three minutes of just pure action the entire time. Yeah, the trailers have uh, they've been pretty kick ass, especially the uh, the two lead up trailers, the one where Seth Rollins has burned everything down and the other one where. Kurt Angle is going through all the debris. I thought they should make that's that's a storyline they could turn into a part of the a part of Raw right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did you see the uh, the trailer they did on uh, what was the one we just watched? No Mercy. Yes. Did you see the the trailer they released? The Snoop trailer. Yes, I did. Uh, the that extended was version. Fucking yeah. Fucking fantastic. Like that was wonderful. Uh, so I mean, there's there's a lot going on right now where I'm just like, man, this is cool. I'm I am legitimately excited about this game. I really want the Snoop song to be on the soundtrack oh, because I like it. Because um, I would play that. Like like last year's game, I ended up because uh, Diddy did the uh, did the soundtrack last year. Not not all the music, but he he curated the songs, and it was good. But you know, after a couple of days, it was just like, now nah, I'm just gonna put the wrestler themes on here. That's all I want to hear, and. Uh, but like that Snoop song, man, I think that thing's pretty dope. I would keep that on, keep that rolling the entire time. I think. Now, what do you think? Now, I don't know if they did this with last year because Shinsuke was on NXT. Was he? Was Shinsuke in the last last edition of the game? Shinsuke was in the edition of the in the last edition of the game. Yes. Okay, I didn't play it. Did just just out of curiosity, when he uh, would make his entrance, did the crowd sing his music? No, no. Do you think they'll, no? Because he, he had when when that when that game released, he had only debuted like a month before that. Okay, so they probably had no idea that the fans would start doing that. No, they had they had no clue. They they had the music sample and they knew his moves because of his work in New Japan. But I think he had, it, it maybe had been like three months since he debuted. But that's you know at that point you know games are ninety nine percent done three months before ship. Yeah, you know you're just fixing bugs at that point. You're not making design changes. So. Um, there, there's, there's a lot in there though. Like they, they announced the, uh, the DLC, uh, yesterday, uh, with all the different characters. Oh. And, uh, we're getting like Ruby Riot, uh, Lars Sullivan from NXT, the Rock and Roll Express, which is pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Um, Beth Phoenix, uh, Drew McIntyre, Alistair Black, uh, and a couple others that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a, a bunch good, of NXT a- guys. Bunch of NXT guys, yeah, and, it, and it's a good lineup. Like, there's, uh, there, there's, there's a good number of people there, and then they've got all the normal stuff, like the new moves pack, which is something I get every year, because inevitably there's something that they didn't quite finish before ship, and they put out a, a DLC that's got like, 150 new moves in it that you can add to your created wrestlers, and, uh, the the uh, enhancement suite where you're allowed to edit the ratings of all the different characters, including the ones that are on disc. So it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Nice. It's pretty neat, and I'm telling you, once, once you get it. Uh, have fun with the creation suite because some of the stuff people make is absolutely insane. Like it's just it's ridiculous how how good these people are that make creator wrestlers now. I wouldn't so, doubt it. I, it's uh, after uh some of the mods I've seen for some other games, I'm not surprised by anything I see what fans make these days. Yeah, and and these aren't even mods. This is just onboard stuff. Like they're not manipulating the code or anything like that. They're like, okay, right. well we're gonna use they're using the, the, the call. Yeah, they're 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 using the cost system, and uh, one of the neat things they do with two K is that they have uh, a logo uploader. So you can, f- yeah, you can upload your own logos, you can upload face scans, you know, everything like that, and just apply them to your own characters, uh, including like belt plate designs. Hint, I was going to ask you that. Could you make yes. your own side plates? Yes, you can. You can make your own front plates. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. So. Huh. Yeah, the whole nine. The whole nine. Their their creation suite is massive, and it's a lot of fun, and you'll lose hours on it. Trust me. Because you know what that makes me think of. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 what the hint hint is for. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving on, uh, you wrote here: Wonder Woman has an outside chance for Oscar nominations. What do we think it should get noticed for, and odds of it going against Logan? Um, I have yet to see Logan, so I don't know. Um, 
had no interest in really seeing it. Wow. Okay. It's uh, just one of those things. No, fair I'm, I'm kind of I, I, like I, the 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 further I get away from uh, X Men Two, the less interested I am in the X Men universe. So I don't uh, know. Just one of those things. I heard it was great. It just wasn't something I really gave a damn about. It it does have its faults, but it's a really good movie. I I would say you you, you do have to see it. Okay. Okay. Well, I will I will definitely see it. Um. It's it's something that uh, I've I've heard is good, and I know Meredith really wanted to see it. We we I I, I liked the Wolverine, but it wasn't something I, I needed to see more than once. You know, I saw it, I was like, okay, that's all right, it's okay, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that kind of blew me away. And it's just it just I didn't have enough interest in seeing Logan, and then I kind of forgot it existed. <laughs> um, but as far as uh, what I think it should get noticed for, uh, costume design. Definitely, yeah. Especially uh, with and, all the period pieces. Yeah, I, I think you could you could even make a nod for cinematography. Um, there's there's some truly stunning shots in that in that movie. There's some truly shit ones too, where you can tell Zack Snyder had his thumb in the pie. Um, but there's there's some stuff where it's just pure Patty Jenkins, and it's it's uh, it's it's really good. It's really good. Um, what what do you think it could get nominated for? Uh, I would agree with the. Uh... The art direction and the uh, the wardrobe, that's without a doubt. Uh, makeup wasn't so much. I, th- there wasn't any, anything really crazy about makeup. I think Logan was better in the makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, special effects, it's up there. It's I've seen better this year. But uh, is there one for cinematography? Uh, or not, yeah. uh, choreography, excuse me. Um. You know, I don't know if there is or not. I it could be a, like a really minor one, like for audio editing or something like that, along those lines. But if there was, I think that one should definitely get me nominated, just based on the amount of action scenes alone. It's, it's one of those those pre-show awards that submit that's uh, it's like before the Oscars aired today, we gave about fifteen awards. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum won for Best Adam's Apple. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, so we've got Agents of Shield will be coming back for a fifth season, uh, not till January though, I believe. Uh, and Inhumans has already been canceled. Um, <laughs> is uh, that is that true? I, I've heard yes and no. I yeah, it it has been canceled. Like uh, it's it's getting an eight episode run, and that's it. So wasn't all that it was planned for? Well, I don't know. I mean, they had the dude behind Iron Fist in charge of it, so I think they got what they deserved. Uh. Um. Yeah, like, like, don't put that guy in charge of anything. Just get him away. Just <laughs> stop it. Just slap him on the wrist and say, shut the fuck up. Uh, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., interestingly enough, uh, coming back for a fifth season, uh, not because ABC wanted to renew it, though. Uh, they were going to cancel it, but Disney said, uh, no soup for you, um, <laughs> or more soup for you, I suppose, in this case. Um, you're going you're gonna to air a fifth season. Um doesn't give me the most confidence in their support of the series moving forward. Well, uh, and they're I, already banishing it to the Friday night death slot. Um, oh God. Are they? Yep. Oh, it's done. Yeah. I'm, that's, yeah. It's done. Yeah. That's, that's where they're airing in humans. And that's, yeah, that should show you how much confidence ABC has in it. And humans has already been put it, uh, put it, uh, I think 9 PM on Friday night. Ugh. during <laughs> the fall. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. That's right. During the fall, yeah, that's... That's a death, that's, it's a death yeah. sentence. When they it's did that to Heroes, I knew, well, that show's on the way out. I would say enjoy one more season of The Adventures of Phil Coulson and Friends. Um, although I don't really know what's been going on because I haven't been watching it. So uh, The past season was one of the better seasons they've had since season one. With okay. the, the stuff with Ghost Rider, I thought it was really, really good. No one watched it, so that's probably why the ratings are in the tank. I really hope people come back if this is the last season and they involve Ghost Rider a little more or do something as good. Uh, in humans, that kind of, I mean, that was a, a floating garbage barge on day one. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of saw that coming. Uh, what I know about this business is it doesn't matter what you want. If the guy signing your checks tells you, put this on air, you're putting it on the air. Now, if it's going to be good or not, that's a question. Yeah. 
So what I'm thinking is, uh, is that I think that Disney is saying, no, you're going to give it a fifth season uh, because they have that big streaming service planned. And I'm wondering if they get a, give it a sixth season as kind of a, a kickoff for the that streaming service. You know, where it's like, hey, come finish out the story of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on our new streaming service. Oh, and, God, that'd be shitty. Well, it would be shitty, but it would also be smart. You know, it's it's an instant selling point. Not like not like it would be difficult to sell it anyway. You know, it's, it's a Disney streaming service. It's a license to print money. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, moving on, was there anything else you want to talk about, Bob? Uh, now let's get on to our first main discussion here. All right, so it, for- it's it's good that you mentioned uh, the ABC streaming because we're going to be talking about something else that's on another broadcast network streaming service. Indeed, we are. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the two new Star Trek shows that are on TV right now. Uh, now one's hold on, on Fox. wait a minute, Star Trek two shows. What are you talking about, Jay? Well. If you've watched anything of the new Fox hit series, The Orville, from uh, creator Seth MacFarlane on Sunday nights on Fox. Uh, actually, I guess it's on Tuesday nights now? or thir- I don't know. They moved it. I have it um, set on my DVR. I really don't know. I guess yeah, we'll watch it when it shows up. It's it's They, they, they bounced it around. Uh, but uh, the show, The Orville, is uh, it's, it's next generation with dick jokes. <laughs> and it's really fucking good. Like, it's <laughs> so much significantly better than it should be. Um, it is the perfect love letter to Star Trek without being a parody. Yes, exactly. Um, cause it is, it is not, it is not parody. It's not like, uh, Galaxy Quest was. Galaxy Quest was a direct parody of what Star Trek, the original series was. This is very much a love letter to, to Star Trek, uh, specifically next gen. Yeah. Um, You've got a lot of the same character beats. You've got a lot of the same character tropes. Uh, you have the the uh, brash, not totally a Klingon officer. Uh, you've got the the security chief, the the girl who's a badass. You've got uh, it's it's great, and there's so many cameos by Star Trek people on it. I know the like, first time I saw, I was like, okay, she looks really familiar. What the hell was she in? Oh, she was uh, Cassidy, Cassidy Gates. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, who's this guy in charge of this medical colony? This guy looks familiar. Oh, wait, that's Bashir's dad. Yeah. You know, it's like like all this stuff from just like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. And it's so well shot. Like, it's it's not like every Seth MacFarlane thing you think of where it's just like, okay, this is just going to be, it's going to be family guy. You know, it's, it's not even kind of that. Like, there's good action. There's tense scenes. And then there's levity. You know, it's it is the perfect sci-fi comedy, and it's so much fun, and it's so good to watch, uh, and I, I really feel spoiled because it's so much better than it should be. It's been a while since I've watched a show that put that big of a smile on my face, right? Like I I I didn't watch it when it premiered, and I was like, Ugh, all right, you know what? I need to watch this. I said I would. I need to watch it, uh, and I watched it probably a week after it first aired, and I I was laughing so hard and having so much fun watching it. I was like, Oh my, this is, this is phenomenal. It's just wonderful. It's such a purely good show, you know, like it's just, it's yeah. If, if you haven't watched it yet, do so because you're doing yourself a disservice by not watching it. How far do you say you are now? I haven't watched the latest episode. I've watched the, because it's what three episodes in or four episodes. in. There are three episodes. Fourth one is like this week tonight or tomorrow night. Okay, so I've watched the first two. I've watched the first two episodes. I haven't watched okay. the third one yet. So I watched, I watched the pilot, and then I watched the one about the egg. Um, the, the third episode leads it, the story revolves around that egg. And okay, it's a good one. It's really good. I, I'm very interested to see what your reaction is to it. I'll be watching it tonight. Uh, once once we're wrapped up here, so I, I will definitely let you know. Um, but then uh, we got uh, the the second Star Trek show. Um, well, okay. Before before we hop into to discovery, let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Orville a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, what 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 are your favorite beats about uh, favorite stuff about the Orville? Like, what do you love? Oh God, um, I, I love how the ship design. Uh, it's it's a little more science fiction than it is science fact, but yep. we're talking about ships going at faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like how it has like a three tier engine. Um, after that, I oh, what I really loved was uh, I'm bouncing all over the place. 
I love another uh, thing that they indicated that how much they loved Star Trek was the color of the uniforms. They maintained the the tricolor uh, system that they have. Of yep. Except for in their case, it was blue, green, red. I want to yes, say green, red. Yeah, they still. Oh, oh God, I'm waiting for a red shirt joke. Please give me a couple <laughs> red shirt jokes. There hasn't been one yet, but I'm waiting for it on beta breath. Like, where is it? Where is it? There it is. Well, you know what? They might not have one because it's not. It's not an original series tribute. It's a TNG tribute. Red shirts and, died on TNG. Not as much as as TOS though. Because I, I mean, I'm I'm in season five of TNG now. I'm I'm going through it, and I'm about halfway through it, and there's not nearly as much red shirt death. I'm sure somebody kept track of that. I'm sure there's got to be a website for it somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so is there anything you don't like about the show? Uh, pounding on the desk. I shouldn't do that with a mic. <laughs> is there anything I don't like about the show? Well, I guess some of the delivery of the lines. It It's not a bad thing. It just kind of irks me a little bit. It's like, okay, I can see this setup coming. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, they're going to lead into this. They're going to lead into that. This is me speculating what's going to happen in a scene because I, mm-hmm. I break it down before it even happens. And then all of a sudden they throw in a, a divorce joke. I was like, oh, okay, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, there's not much not to love about this show. I've heard some people don't like uh, the dialogue or some of the, the setup. It's like, it's a science fiction show. Just so- watch it. <laughs> The, the biggest complaint I had uh, for the show was was with the pilot. Like the fir- the pilot, the pilot felt like a Seth MacFarlane science fiction show. You know, like it was. I was like, okay, well, here comes here comes the ridiculousness. Oh, there's the ridiculousness. Okay, I still enjoyed it, uh, but it was something where it's like, okay, here comes the stupid wave. All right, I got to get through three minutes of this, then I'll get back to something I enjoy. And I was kind of worried that the second episode was going to be like that, but like to me, it felt like Fox got their fill. From the first episode, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, this is great. You do, you 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 make this show now. You make the show you want to make." Oh, and I see. You, you think they let think, uh, Feth, uh, Seth do? All right, you do you do the stupid Seth joke, and then you got that out of your system. Yeah, exactly. Because the second episode felt very different to me, not and not in a bad way. Like it felt like it was purely a sci-fi show with comedy. You know, like there was there was some stuff where it's like you just can't help it because that's the way he writes. You're going to get the Seth MacFarlane setup and delivery. Yeah. But it was never it never felt forced. You know, like it was like, oh, this is natural conversation. This is happening as opposed to and here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah. The first episode had more character introduction, but the second episode had more character development. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. Like when when they brought in uh, Adrian Palicki's character uh, back in the first episode, when they, they brought her in as first officer, I was like, well, there's going to be some joke in here about how much of a bitch she is. And then like 30 minutes or not 30 minutes, like 30 seconds later, well, she's kind of she's a total bitch. I'm like, oh, there it is. OK, yep. That's the Seth MacFarlane joke I was looking for. There we go. Um, and then but the next episode, it wasn't there. You know, it was it was like, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna base this off the characters, and there's gonna be absurdist humor because that's just who the dude is, but it's not to the level of Ted. Yeah, exactly. Ted or Family Guy or American Dad or anything like that. It's it's it firmly stands on its own. Uh so uh you you've got this on a, a warp scale of one to nine. Yeah. Um I'm I'm giving it a solid seven right now. Uh I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Um my nitpicks are minor. Um, and I think it might just because of, be because I'm so close to TNG right now because I'm watching it um, that uh, I'm kind of like, well, that's that's not how they would have done it on Star Trek. But it's it's something where I, I can look at it and go like, yeah, no, this is good. I'm not giving up on this show anytime soon. Yeah, I you? hope it I hope it really picks up uh, my rating. I, I agree with a lot of what you say. I, I have to give it a warp 7.975 because they okay. do absurd stuff like that. That's that's very true. Uh, all right, so now we're going to pop over to Discovery, um, and I, I'm going to go first because I have I have less of a uh, dedication to Star Trek than you. Um, I'm 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 probably more immediate with it right now because I'm watching all of it. But you you are more of a long term fan than I am, and that is very easy and fair to say. Yeah. Uh, so I've watched the first two episodes. Um, I got CBS All Access, and it's actually kind of cool. So uh, Think Geek did a thing um, over the summer where if you bought 
this pin right here. Oh, nice. It's the Shenzhou. Uh, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, that's how you say it. Uh, if you bought that, you got uh, $25 in credit to uh, CBS All Access. I was oh. like, hey, I want to watch the show anyway. I'll gladly go for the commercial option and get four months of CBS All Access out of it. This is great. That's um, that's a fair deal. It's a great deal because I don't have to worry about it. Like if when I don't want it anymore, I don't pay for it anymore. You know, it's, <laughs> it works out real well. Um, but I've watched the first two episodes. Uh, I've watched them both streaming. I didn't watch it live on Sunday night, and I'm kind of glad because I guess the football game went over. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what? I really enjoyed it. I, I don't mind the redesign on the Klingons. Uh, I don't like the redesign on the Klingons, but I don't mind it. Um, I expected it. How's that? <laughs> I expected it, and it doesn't offend me. I was um, not. Ex- I had no expectations of any kind. I had seen no trailers. I, I saw the one trailer, and that was it. Okay. Everything else completely foreign to me. Well, I ex- I expected it just because of some of the other changes I had seen in trailers. You know, like there was some definite liberties taken with the technology um, for something that's supposed to take place before the original series. Um, the fact that they have uh, holographic communication. <laughs> which uh, is not something that's ever happened in Star Trek. Um, That's, that's a, a a minor thing that, that kind of bugged me, but you know, whatever it's I'll, I'll live. Um, I really loved Doug Jones's character. Uh, The uh, God, the alien whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Saru. He's awesome. Uh, I liked the captain. Um, I loved their portrayal of Sarek. Uh, I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Klingons. I liked that they brought in all the houses. I liked the mentions of Kalis and, you know, all of that and Konos and uniting the 24 houses. Um, my big problem, I can't stand the lead. Oh, She's um, thoroughly unlikable. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm like, man, I really want to love this show and I really like it, but I don't like her. Like nothing she does, I'm like, <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why do I have to to watch this character? Why can't? Why can't I have the the wacky madcap advent adventures <laughs> of the you know Captain what's her name and uh, Doug Jones's character? Well, did you notice this is the first Star Trek series that doesn't focus on uh, a captain or a lead commander in some way, where the main protagonist at least. Yeah, because we've got uh, she. She was the first officer. Yes. So and she she's the main character, which is which is fine. It's different. Um, you know, if, if in retrospect, if if Riker had been the lead of of TNG, I probably wouldn't have liked him either because he's kind of a scuzzball. Um, he he is, dude. He, yeah, he's I, a sleazeball, <laughs> especially beardless Riker. That first season, beardless oh, Riker. Those is first two a, seasons were brutal. He's such a smarmy shit. Or it's like, oh god, put some pants on, Will. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, um, but it's it's just one of those things where I just like I I don't enjoy her. Like I don't I'm not invested in her character arc. Um, you know, there's some neat things about it, like being the first human to complete the the Vulcan science doohickey in the pods was neat. Um, I like yeah when she the- was. Re- on the first episode, they're walking around, and I was listening to her talk. I'm like, oh, that must be the captain and her first officer, the Vulcan. And she mm-hmm. takes off the hood. It's like, wait a minute. Why is she talking like a Vulcan then? Yeah. It- and it, I, I think that's neat. I think it's a neat touch. Um, and I like uh, I like that they're, they're very much setting up for a Spock cameo somewhere. You know? I was wondering about that, because he never really mentioned that he had a sister or surrogate sister of any way. No. And... But Sarek is very much there, and we're only 15, 20 years before, or not, I don't even think we're that far. I think we're it's only... It's 10 years before Spock, or before uh, Kirk takes okay, over. Okay, so 10 years before Kirk, and we've got a seven-year jump after the second episode. So we're going to be three years before Kirk at that point. Really? It was a seven-year... Wow. I believe really? so, yeah. I think I think, I think think it's seven years is what is what they said in the, the coming coming this season on Star Trek Discovery. Um. I like the space battle. I liked a lot of the stuff that happened there. Um, I don't care for the fact that they pissed all over the prime directive. Um, you know, and, and, you know, they made a big deal in the first episode about how saying they're, they're 
uh, explorers first and not soldiers, or explorers and not soldiers. They sure did some soldier shit in that second in that second episode. Yeah, they sure. Yeah, like there, the, the fighting was done. The fighting was done. <laughs> it's, it, it's 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 some stuff where I'm just like, okay, this is it's inconsistent with what I'm used to for Star Trek. And again, this might be because I'm so inundated with Trek right now that I'm I'm absorbing a lot of it. Uh, but I still liked it. I liked it for what it was. Um, Your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I do like... A, this is the first Star Trek we've had in nearly 20 years, if not plus 20 years. Yep. So I was very amped, very excited, and extremely disappointed that this was only going to be on CBS All Access. Sure. I already have so many streaming services. I don't want another one, especially for one single show. Uh, I love, as you mentioned earlier, the the pilot was going to be on CBS TV, so I DVR'd it, went to bed, got up the next day. It's like, oh, I missed 20 minutes because the NFL game went long or something like that. You were very gracious enough to uh, share. I mean, do we want to say you shared your account with me? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. (laughs) What are they going to do? Well, yeah. My email address, they ain't going to cancel shit. Uh, you're the first person to ever share an account. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was able to watch the episode finally because CBS decided not to re-air it later in the week, like Fox did with the Orville. Uh, so I want to like it. I want to like it. I really, really want to like it. But I have so many minor nitpicks about it, almost to the point where it's like, ah, eh, whatever, ah, eh, whatever. Uh, but the first time I saw them. I got angry at the look of the Klingons. Their the look of the the species, the look of their outfits, the look of their ship. I thought that is not a Klingon. That is such a far jump from what we've seen before. That you're trying to piss off Trekkies. I I because I just got emotional when I first saw. This. I was like that is not a Klingon. You are fooling yourselves. You're trying to piss me off. But then I I did a lot of thinking and well. There's basically been four different iterations of Klingon throughout the history of uh, Star Trek on TV. And they've never really looked the same. They've all been slightly... Now, granted, this one is the biggest leap away from all the others. But I have a theory. Um, Is this the batshit crazy theory? This is the batshit crazy theory. Uh, I'm I'm going to get back to that. Yeah, as I said, let's get to that. Let's get to that at the end because I want to hear the uh, the rest of what you thought about the show. Yeah, Uh, the captain Michelle Yeoh, fucking love her. Absolutely love her. Love everything about her. I thought she was perfect in this this uh, this role. Uh, Yeah, the 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 whole we're explorers, but we know military tactics. It's like, well, pick one, dude. Yeah. Uh, So it basically, it echoes a lot of what you said. Uh, The Klingons, they almost had like less of a, I can't really compare the old style of the Klingons from the Star Trek movies and Next Gen and on, how they look there. I can't compare that to anything else, but this new one is almost H.R. Giger inspired. Mm -hmm. But they're... um, their outfits they more they have more of like a Mongolian or Thaiish Thailand kind of look to them. It's mm-hmm. it's the strangest thing to try to to pinpoint. It's like man, it's almost like it's it's alien, but it's also familiar. But it's not what I'm familiar with. So sure, a lot of people were saying uh, they don't have hair. Big fucking deal. I don't. They don't have hair. Mm-hmm. A lot of species, especially if they're on a. A planet that doesn't have any wet winter or anything like that, that that makes sense. You don't need hair to keep yourself warm. Uh-huh. But the armor that the Klingons wear, it's a, more ornate. Uh, it looks more ceremonial rather than the traditional uh, practical armor that they would always wear on their ships. That that was always a thing I got about, I, I took from Klingons. And, and this even goes back to the original series as, as kind of laughable as those Klingons looked like. You know, kind of those quasi-racist Fu Manchu versions of Klingons. <laughs> um, their armor was always functional. 
it was always something it was very clearly there for protection and sometimes offense based on the gauntlets and the spikes and everything they had on them. Yeah, it looked like they were ready to go at any at the drop of a hat. Yeah, it wasn't there for show. You know, even even in like like watching TNG, like I'm seeing the like the rise the rise of Gowron and everything like that to take over the council. Even when he's in the ceremonial robes, that motherfucker still got the armor ready to fight on underneath it. Like he's he's not there for show. Like that robe is off and he's got his fucking batleth. And he's ready to chop some shit. Um, and that was that was one of the other things that kind of bugged me. Because uh, talking about the, the 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 changes to the Klingons, why did they change the look of the Batleth? Like uh, I didn't really get a good look at their the new Batleth. Like how how big of a change is it? It's a pretty big departure. Like they're 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 still very much a two handed weapon. It's it's a it's a blade with a handle. Oh oh, I remember it looked more like a staff than it did a sword. Yeah, it was weird. Like it just didn't feel right. And and this, you know, it could like maybe there's an explanation that I don't get yet. You know, maybe these are different types of Klingons. I don't know, but like <laughs> um it, it's just it's just it felt weird. So what would you give it if uh scale of 1 to 9 on the warp scale? So, uh 1 to 9 if I'm giving the Orville a 7 and as much as I love the Orville I've got to give Discovery a five, because um, I liked a lot more than I didn't like. Uh, yeah. But I need to see improvement, and I need to see where they're going. Um, one of the things that is very different about this series than uh, most other Star Trek stuff, with the exception of of kind of the overarching six season story of DS Nine, is that this is this isn't a series of one-shot stories. This is a serialized story. This is going to be a one-season-long story arc. So it's not like, uh, you know, we're we're going to get, you know, here's uh, Riker's trapped on the holodeck, and then the next episode, Data wants to be Sherlock Holmes, and then the next episode, Crusher has is in love with an alien. You know, it's, it's going to be Federation Klingons, Federation Klingons, Federation Klingons the entire season. It's going to look more like a serial than a series. Exactly. And I think that's going to take some getting used to because I think with Star Trek, I'm kind of spoiled with the fact that in TNG, after one episode, you knew the characters. You knew what you were getting. You knew the motivations. You knew how they were going to act. With DS9, you got the same thing. You know, this this is a, a tried and true method of how Star Trek works. It is a series it's uh and this is a serial and i think that has to do with the fact that it's streaming you know it's going to be something where eventually someone is going to sit down and watch the entire series in or the entire season in one go and they're going to want to watch the entire story arc and not miss something and it's to me it's what if lost was star trek you know and it's it's just a mindset change you know it's the same kind of fans no, not not necessarily the same kind of fans, but I need to put myself in the same mindset of when I watch Lost because whenever I re- rewatch Lost and I rewatch it every couple of years, it's kind of jarring at first because I'm like, "Oh god, what is happening here? What is going on? Uh why okay, why is Sawyer a douchebag here? He was I loved Sawyer at the end of the series. What's going on? Oh yeah, that's right. It's a serial. <laughs> it's it's something where every season is an episode. Not every episode is a season. So it's something where it, it's it's going to be have to be I'm going to have to look at it that way and remember that it's it's not in uh, it's not something where I'm going to get every answer and or know every motivation after one episode for each character. It's something I'm going to have to learn as I go. So yeah, uh, for me, I would agree with a lot of that. Uh, I would have to give it. I want to see where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we might have seen the last of the Klingons for a while. I'm not quite sure because maybe at the end of that second episode, you've seen the second episode, right? Yes. I watched okay, it last so, night. All right. So spoilers for anybody else. You should have seen it by now. Uh, even though but I, I think the Klingons are done for, for a moment. Okay. We're going to focus more on the, they kept calling her Michael. Yep. Was I hearing that right? Yes. They, they named the girl Michael. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. That that doesn't cause any trauma <laughs> later on, I guess. Uh, I, I think they're going to focus more on her. So 
the, the Klingons might be done for a while as, I don't know, she's probably going to join a new ship or something along those lines. I'm just speculating. And just trying to reintegrate back into Starfleet. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see more. I, I definitely want to see more. Uh, I probably can't handle another jarring change like we saw what, what we had with the Klingons. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'd, I'd have to give it a solid... Five, okay. yeah. So, it, so what you gave it, I think it's 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 very much a middle of the road show right now, and it's got a ton of potential. And I'm not going to say if it's got potential to be good or potential to be bad because I think that could go very much either way. Um, it is definitely something that could either be spectacular, and at the end of the season we're going to be like, well, we were worried for nothing. The show's wonderful, uh, or it could be something where it's like, wow, this is a fucking dog. Like it's, <laughs> they do not get what they're talking about. Um, I, I'm I'm hopeful, and I want it to be great because I want there to be more Star Trek on television. Um, and uh, I never thought I would say that. So, uh, now let's get to your your batshit crazy theory because you have been sitting on this for like four days with me, and I wanted to know what it is. <laughs> well, I had one theory about the, it. All kicked off when we saw the Klingon. So, I'm like, how could they explain such a drastic change? They eventually explained why. In the original series, the Klingons look the way they do. We do not talk about it. Well, yeah, they eventually <laughs> talked about it on Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, really? They, yeah, where, long story short, the Klingons started, they, they knew about uh, Khan and how he was genetically modified. So they wanted to do the same thing to their own species, but there was some kind of backfire and it caused a mutation to make the Klingons look more human and they said by another two or three or four generations, they'll finally phase it. The, the mutation will phase itself out and we'll revert back to the spiny head and everything else the way we look. Okay. So that was the roundabout way of how they explained that. That's a very nice way of writing it off. Yes. <laughs> now, hang on tight for this one because I had one theory and then it branched. Uh, so hang on tight with this. Are are we going on full beautiful mind here? Well, maybe that's up for you to decide. (laughs) Fair enough. There are, this series takes place 10 years before Kirk. Mm -hmm. So the Kelvin timeline split that created the JJ Abrams Star Trek is in effect at this point. Okay. So we have the original Star Trek series, and then we have the the, the Kelvin split, they, they call it. So we're not really sure which one, which timeline Star Trek Discovery takes part. If it takes part of the Kelvin time split, that wouldn't make much sense because at the end of Into Darkness, we see a Klingon, and he looks more like the... Uh, the original, or the, uh, the next generation. It's, it's different, but he looks a lot more like next generation Klingons than he does Discovery Klingons. And here's something I just want to use to illustrate. Uh, Jay, what are these? Uh, those are Heroclix. Heroclix. You got me into these, you bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, this is... Uh, uh, Enterprise from the original series after it's been remodded, re- refitted. Is that 1701B or 1701A still? Th- this is 1701. Okay. 1701. After, <laughs> yeah, it was refitted. So the there's a little bit of upgrade technology. And th- in the same timeline, I'm using these as examples. So this That's shows perfect. how much of a nerd I am. And this is Enterprise D, which is same timeline. So you can see the difference. The ships are significantly different, but they have some similarities. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's on the regular timeline. And again, let's look. I don't have an original series. Well, I guess this one. This is a. It's a. It's very close to what an original series Klingon ship looked like. So it has a distinct neck and the the dorsal fins and everything. And this is a bird of prey. These are two different models of Star Trek ships. I'm getting into Star Trek ship lore now. God help me. So. Uh, do these look like they could have evolved? If do you remember the 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 Klingon Discovery ship? What it looked like? 
Yeah, it was. Um, and I think fact, put, I have a, a yeah, I got put a photo, photo in the rundown too. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of it. You know what? It looked like a Corellian Corvette to me from Star Trek or from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's what it felt like to me, or like kind of a crazy Y wing, like a big ass Y wing. Right, and you know how the uh, the Kelvin timeline, the ships are. I I don't have a model of the the Kelvin Enterprise, but it looks pretty close to the original Enterprise before Uh it got refitted into this. Yeah. So, I mean, the the cells are a little bit bigger, but it's almost the same exact thing. They're just the the sizes are a little different. Uh So I'm starting to wonder, this discovery does not take place on the original timeline or the Kelvin timeline. Okay. I want to show you this. This is another hero click. This is a around Deep Space Nine era Klingon ship. Okay. And does this look a little bit more like the Klingon ships from Discovery? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It has uh, kind of like significantly so actually. It has the the bulky head. It has the the narrow neck and the giant nacelles on the back on the sides. Uh, this particular ship was only used once. In the mirror universe. Huh. I propose that Star Trek Discovery is taking place in the mirror universe. Where there's lots <laughs> of differences. That's the one I thought up about 90 minutes ago. Okay. So that's why I was trying to find the images. Uh, the image of... For, this, for the Discovery series. Yep, the USS Discovery. Now, that ship doesn't look like just about anything. No. Any Federation ship ever seen before. Even the color, it's kind of like a brownish gray. Yeah. That's very similar to how the ships looked in the Mirror Universe. It, it does kind of look like the, the, the 1701 from the Mirror Universe, at least the color scheme. So, like I said, I don't have much to base this on, mm-hmm. but when I saw... I started pulling out these hero click figurines, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, because I'll just use them as illustrations. Like, I've been a Star Trek fan all my life. Oh, that's an interesting ship. Hey, that looks a lot like the Klingon ship from Discovery. Oh, what's that from? Let me pull up the card for it. In the Mirror Universe, Regency 1 is the flagship of Worf, leader of the House of Worf, and regent of the Klingon Empire during Deep Space Nine era. It's very possible that the Klingon ships from Discovery evolve into what we see here. That could be... universe. And, you know, that would make a lot of sense as to why the Federation is a little more militaristic and more apt to do kind of sneaky shit like, let's blow them the fuck up, who cares? Um, because that kind of fits more in line with the... Uh, shit, what are, what, what's the, the Terran Empire? Yeah. Right? The ISS series, yeah. yeah. Huh. So. What do you think, man? I mean, does it have some water to tread on here at least, or is it? Oh, sinking? it's 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 got its head above water. Um, it's definitely got that. Uh, I was uh, so so my my theory was like, okay, well, this is just the start of Section Thirty One. Like that, that's that's what this series is. This is the establishment oh. of Section Thirty One, and that was that was as far as my theory went. Like that, that's it. Uh, yours is a lot more interesting. That's that's a very interesting theory. If 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 this pays off to be the the Mirror Universe, Bob, well done in cracking the code. Um, cause that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Years of speculation and watching Star Trek finally pay off towards <laughs> something. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested cause this is, uh, your, your theory at least has me thinking like, okay, this is, this could be, this could be a big deal. Cause if we get the adventures in the mirror universe, holy shit, that's something people have been clamoring for forever. Yeah, because you know how everybody always thinks they're doing the right thing, even though they're the bad guy in that particular story. Yep. The the Terrans weren't exactly great people. Oh, no. They were very bad people. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Wow. Great idea. Great theory. Absolutely great theory. Uh, All right. So let's move on to the, the final four. Of the action movie playoffs. And oh, yeah, we have finals. that going on, too. Don't yes, wait. we do. <laughs> uh, so we've got... Uh, so, so the final four matchup was uh, Die Hard versus Aliens and Predator versus Legend of Drunken Master. Um, so I'm, I'm seeing the percentages here, and what a... what a, what a Just wonderful. 
Uh, so uh, my bracket is officially busted. Uh, I think everyone's that, bracket because I had Die Hard versus Terminator Two, and neither of them made it to the. Uh, well, no, Die Hard made it to the final four. Yeah, so we've got we got Die Hard and Aliens. Uh, Aliens pulled out the win with sixty four percent of the vote, which I'm yeah. which I'm not not surprised by. That's it's that's uh it's a great movie. It's not like this is a a, a Cinderella here. This is the the number two, I believe. Aliens was number one seed in its its side of the bracket. Okay. Uh, so I'm not surprised that it won. Uh, what I am surprised by is how close the voting was on the other side. Yeah, especially against Predator. Yeah, Pred- so Predator pulled out the win. Predator, which had clean swept its way to here, right? Like it had one, it was like 100, 185%, something like that. Oh yeah, it, it just, it, w- it was just running over everybody it went against. And, and then it ran into ja- to Jackie Chan. The, and the Predator uh, still pulled off a win. But man, only by seven percent. This is a fifty-fifty matchup, basically, which Almost. is pretty, uh, pretty goddamn impressive. Uh, so the championship is deliciously fitting. Uh, I it's know. Aliens That's, versus isn't this Predator. Perfect. Uh, and uh, of course, you guys can vote on Twitter. Uh, search hashtag Action Movie Playoffs, one word, obviously, because it's a hashtag. Uh, Bob will have a poll up. It'll be pinned on our Twitter page. Um, and uh, you want to let it run for a couple of weeks? Get some uh, some good votes here. The limit for Twitter is a week. Uh, okay. I can I can put it up again, but that would kind of be pointless. Because after a week, I think it would fall so far down, you'd have to search for it if you want to find it. Makes sense. Okay, so we'll, we'll put it up for a week. Uh, we will start voting uh, when this episode goes live. And uh, you guys will be able to determine what the greatest action movie of all time is between Aliens and Predator. So, uh, great job, because I know neither one of us picked both those movies to be here. Uh, so this is uh, this is a big deal. That's a big I'm, deal. I'm very proud of this result, and I want to thank everybody who has voted. If you voted just once or every single time, thank you so much. You've Absolutely. made this entertaining. Absolutely. Uh, so now we're going to move on to the what you doing. Uh, I will go first, Bob. Uh, I got a book in the mail today, uh, and I am now probably about 150 pages into it. Uh, and it is. Let's see if you can see it because I can't see my screen. It is the Maikai. The history and mystery of the iconic tiki restaurant, and it is uh, it is a wonderful book about uh, the Maikai restaurant in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, which uh, Critiki rates as the greatest tiki bar in the world. Wow! Uh, it has a nine point eight out of ten rating. Um, it has a, an entire Polynesian floor show. Uh, there's a, a big tiki convention called the Hukalau, which uh, takes place in Fort Lauderdale every year, and the Maikai is the featured restaurant. Uh, and it's it's a fascinating book. Uh, so it takes place in uh, starts in 1955 and goes up to 1971. Uh, and it's all about the the brothers who founded it, how they poached people from Don the Beachcomber to come work for them, uh, how they got the funding to build the restaurant, where they got the inspiration for the design of it. There's old like menus and you know pictures from from their lives and everything oh like my that. God, this sounds awesome. It's an unbelievable book. Like it's it's it is an absolute page turner. Like I was reading it two minutes before I came down to do the podcast and I've been reading it all afternoon. Um, but it's wonderful. And, uh, I, it, it, it makes me want to get down there and do the hookah one year and, uh, spend a few days in, uh, amongst Tiki people in Fort Lauderdale and go to this place because it looks awesome. Um, you, however, have something exciting going on with your, what you doing. I've Got some, uh, I'm going to a couple of wrestling events, uh, next week or the first week of October, October 4th. I'll be taking the whole family. We're going to go watch NXT. Uh, it's going to be the first show I've been to without you. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be a little sad, but I'm going to be introducing Robbie and Michael to the experience that is NXT. And I'm really happy and excited about that. That's awesome. Is, are you going to the tapings at full sale? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I was shocked I got tickets for it because I just check it every once in a while. It's like, okay, sold out. Okay, sold out. Ooh, there's tickets. Yes, please. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I went on Twitter and I was like, hey, I'm going to NXT. And then some other uh, wrestling fans in Orlando, or not in Orlando, in Lakeland, they reached out to me and said, hey, we're uh, we're going to a show that's on October 5th in Orlando. I was like, what is this? It's Major League Wrestling One Shot. Okay. It's a huge independent promotion. Uh, they're going to have a couple, of, a lot of independent guys I've never heard of before, but I'm going to experience them for the first time, like MJF, Jimmy Yuta, uh, Jason Cade, 
Darby Allen, but then they're going to have uh, some names I do know, like MVP. He's going up against Sally, Sammy Callahan. Oh, and, nice. And the main event, which is awesome, Ricochet versus Shane Strickland. Holy shit. Yeah, that's oh, gonna that's worth it. Yeah. You're in for a treat on that one. Ricochet's incredible. That's 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 a great matchup. That's gonna be awesome. And definitely yeah. that's cool. Support indie wrestling. Indie wrestling is the lifeblood of the industry. Uh you know, WWE is wonderful, New Japan's wonderful, so is Ring of Honor. Fuck TNA. Uh but <laughs> definitely support indie wrestling. Indie wrestling is awesome. Uh, so what are we doing for this next episode? Are we we're going to discuss the the finals of the action movie playoffs and yep. and, and uh, you know crown our victor? I know we're 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 getting uh, we're getting closer too because I, I you know I do want to say this we're getting closer to uh, to to potentially having a guest appearance from Corey soon I believe um, I don't believe it I, I I know there's there's definitely some things in the work where he might be able to. Uh, you know, tap into a landline somewhere and, you know, kind of do a, you know, maybe send some Morse code our way. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I, I, I hope he'll be able to, to join us eventually sometime soon. That'd be cool. Uh, I know he was a big fan of the professor on Gilligan's Island, so he's probably going to set up something with coconuts and get <laughs> a signal out there. Oh, he is coming down here in uh, sometime in October, so we'll probably do a show with him and I sit, sitting next to each other. Perfect. Perfect. And I think we uh, when he gets back, we're actually going over his place the day after he gets back to Chicago, so... <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll do a show that night too with him and I in the same place, so we'll see. <laughs> so what else are we going to talk about next episode? Oh just, God, we're going to start with action movie playoffs and go from there. Yeah, can, let's uh, jump off one bridge at a time, as a director of mine used to say. That 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 works for me. We can uh, we can probably pick up the Star Trek Discovery discussion a little bit. See how we like the third episode, and uh, you know we'll we'll carry on from there. Uh, but guys, as always, you know, we feed off your dialogue. So we ask you to subscribe, like, and comment on anything talked about today. Uh, if you think we're way off base with our, uh, adoration of the Orville, uh, tell us you're wrong, but you can tell us, uh, you can also tell us why we're wrong about sort of liking discovery because from everything I've seen online from Trek fans, it's the worst thing ever, but Hey, you're nerds. I get it. It happens. Um, you can either tell us here you, or wherever you may be listening to the podcast or on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram feed. We are at Cretans Guild. It is all one word. I'm Jay. This is Bob. We will talk to you soon. Uh, roll some dice. I roll some dice. Roll <laughs> make, it, make it count. Yes. Keep it tight. That's what they say on Up, Up, Down, Down with uh, Xavier Woods. I got nothing. Oh, we need to get our own freaking tagline, for God's sake. We can't be stealing other people's. This is I'll our see tagline. you in the next video. <laughs> this is our tagline. <laughs> Hey, maybe we can make that work. This is our tagline. Sure. <laughs>